of the Hidden Temple. With your guide, Kirk Hogg. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker. We have the other Alex on, and we just plum forgot to watch anything this week. We don't have a subject, but, uh, you know, things have been kind of busy here. But we've got a recently watch, we've got the news segment, so uh, just might be one of the shorter episodes with no main course tonight. Buddy, 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 buddy. Much like the game of games, when the alien and the predator face off, whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> oh, we we were. Oh, that's right. At the end of the last episode, we were supposed to watch that. I I, I just I don't think I did. But the good news is I, I have my recently watched, so I'll just uh, go through that right. Huh. Hang on a second. Did you watch any movies about pyramids by I, chance? Apparently, I did. Uh, uh, seven-year-old Lance Henriksen show up and sleepwalk through a movie? Uh, oh, no, I, I watched hey, Prince of Egypt. That is the most effort I have seen him exert in a movie that I have watched in the past two uh, months. Apparently, I, I did, mean, in <laughs> fact, watch AVP, Alien vs. Predator. Apparently, I just didn't uh, remember it because it might be the most forgettable movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. The Predators came to this planet and taught us how to make content. Well, and in turn, we worship them as gods. I mean, at least finally, we see some. We we see an alien and a predator movie that takes itself seriously. So that's the question everyone wondered like 15 years ago when that comic book came out. Well, I, I've got that only us fat. Oh God, guys. this was a comic! I can't believe you tricked me into watching a comic book movie. Well, I ah, got yeah, him. Tricked Fuck. you, huh? Uh, there, there's going to be something about that pyramid later on that I have something specially prepared for Alex. But uh, <laughs> oh, oh, good. It's uh, this is not a great movie. In fact, I'm not even sure this movie really does exist because, again, I barely remember any of it. But apparently, I have notes on it, so I'll read those and see if they match up with whatever you guys remember. But wait, Chris, yeah. hold on. Yes. Berenstein or Berenstain right now? Uh, it's Berenstain. Okay, just had to make sure. Okay, let's talk about what we recently watched. Alex, you didn't get to go last time, so I'll let you go first. Oh, yes. Alright, so I am still completely swamped with work, but I managed to squeak some movies in in the overnight times when football wasn't on and I wasn't passed out. There we go. So the first movie I watched is a 2015 movie called The Hallow. I don't know if you've seen this or not, Parker. I have. You have. What did you think of this movie? It's pretty good. I like the monster design. The monster that. design is so good. That's yeah. what I was going to say, like, more than you anything. You always have to tip the scales when you're like, oh, this is clearly made for no money. Yeah, like, that. it's funny how, like, the monsters looked so good, and yet they had no stunt budget. So every time somebody fell ten feet, they had to do cutaways. 
But yeah, you gotta but, do what you gotta do. Like this movie, it was it was all over the place. It was completely frenetic. It was trying to be eight different genres of horror, and I kind of didn't mind because I guess we grade on a, cor- a curve with horror. Uh, let no, me put it. You have to. Let me put it this way: There's a scene where the one dude who has been infected by the the bad let's call them the bad guys is like holding his baby and he goes oh fuck no this isn't my baby this is a changeling and tries to stab the baby in the head with a nail <laughs> oh yeah that's right God, yeah, that movie takes some, yeah. takes some weird turns in the yeah end. it's it's really unpredictable i don't know i was i was into it and also afterwards i found out that the director has made one other movie since that was his first <laughs> <laughs> a movie called The Nun, which I'm sure Parker's going to be watching if he hasn't already. I've heard about that. Oh, give it time. Give it time. So, as you uh, as you alluded to, Burt Reynolds died last week, and I was really sitting there like, you know, I've only seen like the, the big Burt Reynolds movies, you know, like Deliverance, Longest Yard, um, Boogie Nights, Smokey and the Bandit. I don't really have... A lot of experience with you know his catalog and i wanted to you know i wanted to watch something to just be like i want to remember what a big movie star this guy was <laughs> guys let me tell you about a movie called gator oh <laughs> even i've seen that one Fuck yes. but did you watch oh. white lightning before it <laughs> i don't think i could have handled any more than this movie <laughs> so first of all there are no actual alligators in this movie it is not a creature feature which I, going into this movie, with zero idea of what I was in for, was both pleasantly surprised and pleasantly disappointed with. Oh. Instead, the gator is Burt Reynolds, who plays Gator McCluskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His adversary in this movie is named Bama McCall. <laughs> the opening scene of this movie is just wall-to-wall Jew jokes about this, this like, guy from the Department of Justice that's coming out to help them. And it's before he's introduced, and then he walks into the room, and they're nice to him, and the guy, and the the fucking mayor says, yeah, I love New York City, I've seen Fiddler on the Roof three times. It's just, like, <laughs> what? I wrote down this quote verbatim. I rewound three times to listen to it. The cop guy says, I don't drive, I'm from New York. And Burt Reynolds replies, that makes sense. If I were from Boston, I wouldn't fuck. Scene transition. <laughs> Our culture. <laughs> the the bad guy's bouncer is a dude who's like six eight, looks just like Andrew Luck, and is named Bones. <laughs> Fuck. This movie was made his, for you. His other henchman is extremely gay. We know this because there's a scene where he uncomfortably talks to Burt Reynolds about getting butt fucked in prison, and the scene <laughs> has zero other plot relevance. The immediate next scene. <laughs> fucking our our boys Gator McCluskey and Bam McCall are in the car together and Bam McCall looks at Burt Reynolds and says now Gator let me tell you about the blacks and loads a pirate pistol <laughs> and then he looks at him as he cocks the pirate pistol and says that's to make them blacks easy <laughs> this is all in the first 30 minutes of this movie and then there's like an hour 20 minutes of plot and it just ends (laughs) this movie is so fucking good I think I actually own this on DVD 
the 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 gay henchman guy gets killed because he tries to sneak up on Burt Reynolds in a parking lot. He pulls out a gun and says, "I'm gonna kill you." Burt Reynolds jumps in his car and rolls the window halfway up with this guy's head in it and just drives around as this guy's yelling and his feet are dangling. <laughs> it's so good. I'm gonna write this one down. Uh, oh, no, God. I can't believe you haven't seen it. The reason that I saw it is because it is apparently uh, Sterling Archer's favorite movie. And I was such a big fan of the show, I was like, well, they wouldn't lead me astray. Imagine my surprise when I first watched Gator. And bought it's it on DVD. So re- it's so regular. Now, I love the, this movie. Now, the thing is, if you read the, the... Archer, the show, also released a book, which is pretty good. I don't know what happened to that book, though. And he says that his favorite movie is Gator. His second favorite is White Lightning, which is kind of like a companion piece. It's the one that came out before Gator. It's it's almost like a prequel, I guess. Uh, White Lightning actually kind of sucks, so don't watch that That's one. That's unfortunate. Uh, the, the only other note I have on this movie is the beginning of this movie is a speedboat chase through the swamp. Hell it's yeah. All practical effects, and it's fucking incredible. It's like one of the best action sequences I've ever seen. I'm so jealous I should have watched Gator. <laughs> you really should have. But again, no giant <laughs> gators in it. Just... In, there are, in fact, no giant gators, so it would have been very Now I watched one more movie. You guys ever have one of those movies that you see a trailer for and you're like, oh, I really want to see that, oh, yeah. and you just forget it exists for five years? Yes. Hell yeah. Let me tell you about Need for Speed. Oh, fuck. I yeah. The same thing. I'm still waiting to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost put that on at least two dozen times. I deadass forgot it existed until, like, last Thursday. I'm like, alright, we're just gonna download this and get to it when we can. The nerve of this fucking movie to be two hours and twelve minutes long. Like, disgusting. Jesus. Now, now, Chris, let me ask you something. Okay. Alright, so you've got this franchise, you know, that you're trying to build. It's based on a video game. It's about car racing. You're doing a lot of things that the Fast and the Furious did, so you're, like, kind of, like, copy-pasting a lot of the characters and recasting them with less famous actors. Now, if I told you you had to get a a black entertainer to play the Tyrese role, who would be the first person that comes to mind for you? Well, you can't word it like that, because you just said the word entertainer, so it has to be Cedric. (laughs) Correct, Chris. Kid Cudi's in this movie. Oh, no. (laughs) What the fuck? It's... I I don't know. Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. That's... (laughs) <laughs> they try real hard to make him funny. <laughs> really doesn't work. I, well. Also, they have a bunch of like futuristic tech in their cars, but also his character just flies a Cessna around and calls out traffic directions as if they don't have GPS. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's one of those movies where uh, there's a character that's introduced in the first like 45 seconds, and within two lines you're like, oh, that guy's going to die in the next 20 minutes. And then he does. Sounds really good. Yeah, it was, uh... I'm glad I watched it. It wasn't good. Aaron Paul looks like a toe. Like, just straight up. (laughs) The man has zero charisma. Aaron Paul is the lead in this movie. Yes. So in the world of Fast and Furious knockoffs, is Torque still number one? Absolutely. You know how I I feel about Torque. Torque is so good. (laughs) I just had to be sure that the ranking showed. And then I found out after afterwards reading about this box office oh i'm sorry one more thing that i forgot parker if i told you that the climax of this movie was set to a lincoln park song oh fuck yeah in how many songs how many songs would you name 
until you got the eighth song off their fifth album that is also acoustic. (laughs) (laughs) It fucking starts, and Mike Shinoda is singing on the song. And I'm sitting there, like, 20 seconds in, and go, is that fucking Linkin Park? And my girlfriend's like, no, there's no way that's Linkin Park. There's no rapping or screaming. And then we looked it up, and sure enough... Anyway, How did no one tell me about this? God, it's it's something else. I won't ruin a lot of the plot details for you, because there's a if lot I of them. I find out one of my friends saw this movie and didn't tell me the climax was an acoustic Linkin Park song, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking over. Also, like, the whole movie, like, the bad guy is, uh... It's unclear whether he's, like, a prolific IndyCar racer or just, like, a really pr- prolific street racer that has billions of dollars and a bunch of trophies. It, it's not very clear, but basically he kills the the one guy's uh he kills aaron paul's friend in the beginning of the movie in like a car accident and at the end of the movie like he gets in a car accident and aaron paul goes back for him pulls him out of his car punches him and then drives away like saves him from an explosion just to hit him in the face and then leaves oh i just saw the cast list i'll be watching this shortly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you buried the lead buddy <laughs> Uh-oh. we're just sitting there like five minutes in the movie my girlfriend goes is that the fucking girl from 50 shades Sure enough. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. Oh, yes. This time. I'm not going to ruin it. I want people to be surprised. <laughs> and so this movie this movie bombed at the box office. Shocker. Shocking. But not in China, who has bought the yes. rights to make Need for Speed 2. Oh, God bless. Thank you, China. God bless you, China. All right, Parker, what did you watch this week? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, oh. I kind of want Parker to go last because he's been okay. really, really excited about it. So I know I he's got so something big for us. So I want to oh. save the best for last. Oh, God okay. bless. Um, and, and mine shouldn't take too long. Uh, I watched a lot of movies, but there's not a tremendous amount to talk about for some of these. So last week, I forgot to mention a movie I watched. I watched Son of Godzilla. Oh, hell yeah, this bitch. Fucking Stupid country. God damn it. <laughs> Japan's so regular. I hate them. Yeah. Son of Godzilla. Manila will make you racist straight up. Sorry, what? But watching that character for 90 minutes will make you racist. I, you know, I, I don't even know. Because, like, this fucking... It's so stupid. They, they keep playing this musical theme. Everyone knows the Godzilla thing. Or whatever. They play this weird... I don't even know how to describe the music for Son of Godzilla. It is worthless. I I, I hate it so much. And there's this idiotic story going on in the background. So, a friend told me, it's like, look, once you start to get into the real nitty-gritty with the Godzilla movies, they start to get pretty bad. I was was like four or five in. I was just like, these aren't that bad. They're they're all right. I mean, they're, they're on an island. They don't even destroy any parts of Tokyo. They barely fight any other monsters. It's a fucking waste of my time. Uh, now do you see why I skipped around? Because yeah. <laughs> this guy knew what was coming. Then I, there's uh, a rough yeah. patch. Pa- pause for two seconds. Yeah. I just realized that Chris said a secret slime word like ten minutes ago. Oh. I, I, Whatever, he'll say it again. I'll find I it. I think Parker's probably said his like... More probably. I'll, I'll, I'll try to actually... I keep forgetting about it, sorry. Uh, okay. Anyway... Uh, I'm still half asleep from my nap. I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll just put <laughs> it. I'll tell you what. When I'm editing, I'll probably catch it. So, <clears throat> wait a second. That's a cat. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 1968. I watched Destroy All Monsters. This is oh, yes. supposed to be one of the better Godzilla movies, and uh, it was all right. 
Uh, didn't really knock my socks off. There are a lot of monsters in this one. Here's the thing, though. I, I've been going through, I've been watching like a lot of other like side kaiju movies to be like, now I know who Rodan really is, or now I know who Mothra really is, now I know who Anguirus really is. And it didn't really help for this one. And no camera? Really? Fuck you. So, well, watching it as a kid myself, who only watched Godzilla movies, I know who half of those things were. It's like, who is this giant eel-looking dragon? And why is he on screen so much? Yeah. Uh, then I watched a 1933 black and white Spanish short called Land Without Bread, directed by Luis Buñuel. <sighs> what the fuck? Is that even... Oops. <laughs> I'm not going to Google it. There's no telling. Uh, did they, just did they actually not have any bread? You... <laughs> You actually just said your secret slime word, which was fuck. So, uh... Uh-oh! <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, I'll send you a new one. Yeah, one. thank you. Uh, I have to admit, uh, Land Without Bread might actually be the best movie I watched this this week. Um, even though it's, like, a short. Are you sure? Uh, or there are xenomorphs in it? Uh, <laughs> almost. It was, it's actually, like, a documentary, and it's about this really, really poor part of Spain where there was, like, no access to it and everything, and it's, like... Uh, you, you awesome. know about like Centralia, Pennsylvania? What if yeah, it, it, sure. what, it's basically like that, except it wasn't the inspiration oh, we can for the film movie? Chantrelia Henderson, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. He broke his ankle or something. Rest in power. Okay, I'll see if I can. Oh, I, I, okay. That seems like I have to be a bit of a, a judge with what counts as that sort of thing, but I think I can do it. Uh, for a secret somewhere. All right. Uh, I'll, I, I'll, 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 I'll arbitrate, don't used. worry. Okay. <laughs> so uh, next I watched the 1968 color movie, Yellow Submarine, starring well, I'm so sorry. people doing an impression of the Beatles. I'm um, so sorry for you. Now, here's the thing about this movie. Uh, every single part of it that's like dealing with plot and blue meanies and, and shit like that is basically pointless. And all the other stuff where it's like, oh, look at all these neat drawings that look like all these other things or whatever. And it's even that's basically kind of pointless, too. People say, oh, yeah, it was so influential, man. It's like it was a head movie and it was all this stuff. And people have been really influenced by it. Everyone said that. And it's kind of boring. I will say this. This movie has been influenced by so many other movies. I mean, there's so many more avant-garde movies that have come before this and have very clearly been the inspiration. So this movie is not really as creative as people like to think. The one thing I like about this movie, and the thing I actually like about it a lot, are the songs. I, I, the Beatles songs, when they come on, it's just like, oh, now I'm having a good time again, because, the, I mean, he just goes to show how talented they were as a band. So... Uh, Park, uh, Alex, do you disagree? You, it seems like you have uh, strong opinions about Yellow Submarine. I love the Beatles, and I fucking hate this movie. Like, I, can, I get, like, they're doing their that. thing, like, drugs are cool, like, whatever. You, you shoot your shot, boys, it's fine. This movie's fucking balls. And I hate the fact that you, like, have to watch this movie as, like, part of the Beatles canon. It's definitely true, yeah. But the thing is, I, like, I'm having, like, a rotten time for most of the movie, and then, like, a Beatles song will kick out. One that I completely forgot about, like, only a Northern song fucking like not even one of their best songs probably one of their worst songs and it still fucking slaps in this movie so I, I can't even say that the movie's worth watching for the Beatles songs because you could just buy the Beatles songs but it's it's kind of worth it just be like oh, this movie's nowhere near as good as people's oh hey hey bulldog I like this song oops you know and it's oh uh oh yeah, count that. uh oh that counts I'm gonna go ahead and count that one. Oh no what what happened 
any animal, well, buddy. All you had to any, see was any uh, animal. You said, you said, talking about <laughs> Godzilla, I was like, Oh, uh, that, that's a good point, yeah. Does that you <laughs> said Gator like ten minutes ago. Oh. Look, but I was enthralled in the plot of yeah, Gator. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> there was a lot going on. We'll just <laughs> help with the fair. Yeah. Uh, where, wherever you want it, it's yeah. fine. As it's been said, you have a new word. Okay. Um, now, now, Chris, would you say that you're a, uh, a big fan of movies that bands have made? No. So you don't want to watch Kiss at the Carnival of Souls? <laughs> Wasn't that right, wait, down in my notebook? No, actually, I, I, I keep reading about Kiss in Central Park or something like that. One of the, like the most disastrous movies ever made or something. Uh, Maybe it was the one that you just there's, said. There's at least one Kiss movie where they're at a carnival and they're fighting like a demon bad guy or something. I there keep, might be two. I keep hearing We'll it find like, out later this season. Whatever it was, there was like some sort of Kiss movie. It was apparently one of the worst movies ever made, so I'm going to have to watch that or something. Probably. Sure, I hope no one has to find <laughs> out. <laughs> anyway, I watched 1969's uh, Manuie Chemon, which is a French movie and it's boring as hell. Then I watched a 1969 movie called Latitude Zero. This is about this is a Japanese movie with American actors, and they go to Latitude Zero, which is the equator, really. And uh, apparently, you can go down deep into the earth or something like that. And there's like a is there a pyramid down there? There's what? <laughs> oh, is there God, a pyramid God. down there? <laughs> no, there's steam. So anyway, maybe <laughs> they found it. Yes, they did finally. <laughs> thank God. Um, this movie is also not as good as I would have hoped. Then I watched a 1969 movie called Army of Shadows. It's a French movie about uh, World War II. You don't have to watch these movies. I, actually, I do. I checked off 17 lists with this one, so... Jesus. Yeah, okay. look, Game I, I game. know the tech here. <laughs> Real-life bingo cards. <laughs> this, <laughs> this movie is actually... How do I put this? It's actually a really, 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 really good story. And it's about the French underground and, and stuff like that. I think Medal of Honor underground for PlayStation 1. And as good as it is and as good as the story is, the movie is just... It doesn't really hold my attention as much as I would have liked. And I, I really focused on it and I put in all my efforts like, okay, I'm not going to be distracted by Mega Man 2 or whatever. I'm just going to focus on the movie. And it didn't pay off as well as I would have liked. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Then I watched Godzilla's Revenge. Parker... Parker, Parker, look at me, Parker. You can't just—you call yourself a Godzilla fan, right? You own this on VHS, right? And you still like Godzilla. Bought, my mom just bought two VHS from the. Call store. her, call her How right now. I, I want to know. Talk it was her. all taking place in some Japanese boy's dreams so as he got bullied. This fucking movie <laughs> sucks. It's incredible. So the the previous movie, but not in a good way, uh, like he wanted. The previous movie had uh, Godzilla's baby, son of Godzilla. His name is what? Manila. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. They call him please, Manila. Please just <laughs> throw in at the end of the episode a YouTube clip of him talking no. in English. And it is <laughs> incredible. We have a lot to put at the end of this episode. Uh, <laughs> so the previous movie, Son of Godzilla, which we have to establish the canon here. Uh, God, Son of Godzilla is portrayed as being like like a third, maybe a fourth the size of Godzilla, so still really big. In this movie, he's as big as a little Japanese boy. So, no consistency there. Uh, maybe Japanese boys just grew. Possibly. I doubt it. He's uh, just a really large lad. <laughs> what could have happened to Japan that would cause a weird growth defense for Japanese children? I don't know, but it doesn't sound like our fault. Anyway, 
Uh, th- <laughs> it's it's really dumb and really boring. He doesn't fight almost any other monsters. They're, they're just, they're on an- another island. They don't even go to uh, Tokyo. The kid keeps falling asleep and dreaming about Godzilla. It's it's a complete waste of time. The kid is getting quote-unquote bullied. No, he isn't. He's not even being bullied. <clears throat> he gets kidnapped and almost Yeah, there's a, there's a side plot with these two robbers fucking I don't even know what they're trying to do here the way they're trying to sell some diamonds who cares who cares they kidnap the kids they can't even kill him right so he attacks them because he learned how to be strong from the son Baby of Godzilla. Godzilla from the son of Godzilla he learned how to stand up for himself he doesn't even have nuclear breath or anything he just punches people in the balls all right fucking <laughs> now you have my attention I don't even I think he does I don't even remember I'm pretty sure at some point there's a nut shot right Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there has to be. <laughs> that movie fucking sucks. It, it has a really <laughs> terrible message. I think the message at the end is, if you're getting bullied, kill him! <laughs> fucking like, murder him! hallucinating with stock footage, because Destroy All Monsters made a gorillion dollars, so they had to make it. They're like, one. oh, we have to but keep making did, these stupid movies. To make Put them. people in suits. So this kid's just hallucinating being on Monster Island while Godzilla's fail son gets bullied by this giant blue monster that looks like a horse. It fucking rules. It's really bad. And then I watched... Oh, okay. Uh, the the title for this one's in Japanese, so I don't know what Gizora Ganime Kaneba Kesen Nankai no Daikaijiu means. But I just remembered it's a 1970 All movie right. called Space Amoeba. Pop quiz. Uh, everyone, right. close your books. Take out your pencils. Alex, you go first. Alex, what is an amoeba? Oh, it's one of those microorganisms that eats other microorganisms, like we saw in the quantum realm. No, actually, uh, you're close. It's actually a giant octopus from space. Oh, that was close. Yeah. Yeah, that threatens to destroy all of mankind. Why do people title shit this way? I I, I don't even know why people do it. Fucking ruin. Uh, okay, look. I'm done with kaiju movies for a little bit, at least until I watch my next one today. So then I watched, finally, a classic 1970s Five Easy Pieces starring Jack Nicholson. It's... Oh, the movie about Exodia. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! I'm so happy you're You just a real did person. that easy as you please. Just like the most natural thing in the world for, oh, the movie about it. Uh, God damn it. My life is a fucking nightmare. You can't believe this. Uh, okay, on a serious note, Five Easy Pieces is actually a total classic. And it, it, it very much earns its reputation as a classic. It's really good. Uh, Jack Nicholson is fantastic in it. Uh, the diner scene is as good as everyone says that it is. And it still holds up today. In fact, it might be uh, might be kind of prescient. So, Five Easy Pieces gets a recommendation, unlike almost anything else I watched. And then I watched... Uh, this is the last one before Alien vs. Predator, which, again, I'm not sure I remember watching. 1971's A Touch of Zen. Now, you guys saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Of course. Yeah, I saw that one in theaters, and I didn't really get it because I was kind of young. But uh, A Touch of Zen... Is a Chinese movie. It's in the what? How do you pronounce this genre? Wuxia, wuxia, something like that. Seems like a trap. I, I actually legitimately don't know how to pronounce. I'm it. not falling for it's it. Spelled wuxia. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was a secret word, Parker. Yeah, it's just, no, it's just a trick to get me to say some racist, really <laughs> as opposed to the other times. Yeah. Anyway, um, this one, uh, this one is three and a half 
hours. Yikes. So, uh, I got a lot of Madden in during this one. Could have watched, like, two and a half Bigfoot movies in that time. Exactly. Yeah, this movie... I, let me tell you something. I, I knew I was in trouble online when I heard the last hour and 40 minutes is a little bit much for me. I was like, but the first hour and 40 minutes is also... This last movie kind of leaves me wanting more. It, and it, well, actually, it was presented in two parts, but I was like, no, I'm going to get the full A Touch of Zen experience and watch all three and a half hours back to back. It wasn't worth my time. But I checked off 12 lists with it, so uh, I think I... Actually, 14 lists now that I checked this, so... Uh, let me tell you something about lists and my text for this. Um, I, I'm basically the best at lists. Parker, your thoughts. It sounds like a book. I will never see it. It sounds like garbage. You wasted your time. You should have watched a Bigfoot movie. And it's trash. Okay, what did you watch this week? Buddy. Yes. Buddy, 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 buddy. <laughs> Sounds you make as right, you pull up just... the list of things you watched. <laughs> no, no, no it's here in my hands. Buddy, buddy, buddy. I watch a lot of movies, but I will preface with Always Sunny is back, and it's so good. Yes. So, God bless. So, did a lot of loose association here, connecting a bunch of movies. So we've been talking a lot about our dear friend Keanu Reeves recently. So you know what? It's probably time to revisit Point Break. Oh, yes. So the week oh, was already God, off yes. to a great start. Like, already starting off 10 out of 10. Movie ends, and I'm thinking, you know what? That Pat Patrick Swayze guy is pretty cool. Why wouldn't I download Roadhouse? God bless you. So, of course, the double feature of Point Break and Roadhouse. Mm -hmm. Those two end. I'm sitting there like, there's nothing to watch. You know, we talked about Gary Busey in Point Break. He was in Predator 2. I should probably watch Silver Bullet. <laughs> yes. So we're three for three this week, and my God, Silver Bullet is fucking incredible. The ending of Silver Bullet is my absolute favorite thing. Like, it literally feels like a Hallmark Channel movie, but there's scenes spliced in with a wheelchair kid, and werewolves just mauling people. Like, every other scene is the most saccharine garbage thing and then there's just this grisly awful violence Big Ed from Twin Peaks plays a priest who cannot act Shocker. Reason, uh, he has done nothing the last 25 years cause he's real bad the movie opens with narration from the female character and then there's no more narration until an hour into the movie and then of course I wrote down the last line as Alex alluded to God, yes. they survived the werewolf attack everything's okay and she leans over to her brother, the kid in the wheelchair. He goes, are you alright? He's like, yeah, except for my legs. I don't think I could walk. And then they all laugh in the movie. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> but you know, that's one bad Stephen King movie. What if we watch two? Can't imagine doing that. Guys. Guys, 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 let me tell you about a movie called The Mangler. Oh, directed no. by one Toby Hooper. Rest in peace. I have prepared a plot summary for you, friends. And if you have any questions whatsoever, feel free to jump okay. in. So there's this laundromat. Okay, uh, my, my suggestion, don't uh -huh. do that. Uh-huh, well, too uh -huh. late. Uh, this laundromat that's owned by Robert England, who's doing an impression that sounds vaguely like a Southern Reader Repulsa. It's really good. And work conditions are real bad, guys. 
So, a woman cuts herself on a sheet press, and her virgin blood hits both the laundry press and an ice machine. And then that day, a sweet old lady who works there drops her antacids in the machine, and when she reaches in to get them, she's sucked in and crushed okay. to death. Same. Are there any questions yet? <laughs> Did you watch it in 720p? You better fucking believe it. So, this death is investigated by Ted Levine, who's also in this movie. Oh, yes. But the town sheriff shuts him down because he's in old Fred Krueger's pocket. But that doesn't sit well with our detective. So the plant is declared safe and reopened. So Ted Levine visits his brother-in-law, who believes a laundry machine might be possessed by a demon. Stop laughing. The icebox kills a small child and some birds. So Ted Levine attacks it with a sledgehammer, and then a bunch of spiritual energy flies off into the sky. I have a question. Uh -huh. How do you feel about Ted Levine's voice? It's real good. <laughs> That's just how he sounds, and he can't help it. So the laundry machine, the titular mangler, is in fact possessed by a demon. The town elders have been sacrificing their virgin daughters on their 16th birthday to the laundry machine to live forever. Any questions? No, I'm good, actually. This makes sense okay. to me. I don't know what your problem is. I mean, so you Ted haven't Le done that? So Ted Levine finds out that Robert Englund's about to do this. And he will not have any part of this. So him and his dead wife's brother, the demonologist, go to perform an exorcism on the laundry press. Are we still good? <laughs> There's a big fight at the end where various people get crushed to death, as you do. And all seems won. Except, all movie we've been watching Ted Levine take these antacids. And he reveals, oh yeah, these belong to that dead old lady who got crushed. And guys, turns out... Those make the machine stronger. So it comes to life, grows giant spider legs, and chases them downstairs into a sewer. Oh, come on. Will they succeed? You'll just have to watch and find out, friend. So this is the prequel <laughs> to It, right? Guys, what if I told you Toby Hooper didn't finish shooting this movie and just kind of left? <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't he done it's... that before, though? <laughs> he sure has. And whom can blame him? I've been through a roller coaster this week, you guys. Bless. So we watch Alien vs. Predator. It's like, you know what? There's one movie I need to watch. And that's Freddy vs. Jason. Thank you. So here's the thing. Your time it's not good, but I would watch this a hundred times before I watch either Alien vs. Predator ever again. Yup. It is it is bad, but it's watchable. You can see the things on screen. And you get the greatest line reading of all time, where this poor, poor actress has to stand in front of a camera, in front of God in the whole world, and say, Freddy died by fire, Jason by water. How can we use that? <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I feel so terrible for her. I, you can't ever complain about me watching cartoons, because Freddy Krueger in that movie is a fucking Looney Tunes character. That is accurate. They convince Kelly Rowland to give Jason mouth to mouth because Freddy's drowning him in a dream and the other guy in the car can't do it because he has asthma. <laughs> so, real good movie. Not No pyramids, but still good. It's, oh god, we're almost at the main event here, guys. But before that, just yesterday I watched a movie called The Last Broadcast, which I would not recommend to most people, but I found it very fascinating because it's essentially the Blair Witch, but it came out like a year before it. 
and for a while they were very, very salty that the Blair Witch took their idea. But the reality is their movie's just not very good, and the acting's kind of bad. But it's fun to watch, like, one of the first ever found footage movies just try and work itself out and try and figure out what this genre is supposed to be. And more importantly, it came out in 98, so it's an incredible time capsule, because a very, very integral plot piece is IRC chat. Yes. That is critical to the investigation of these teenagers that got murdered. So, not quite at all like searching. No, not at all. Yeah. It is, like, they just refer to the internet as this nebulous thing, like, oh yeah, he was really into the internet and magic. <laughs> <laughs> this thing that weirdo kids are into, and not yeah. being extremely online every waking moment, and threatening to kill myself if I don't get a verification check mark. He was really into comic ping pong. He was really into comic ping pong pizza. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of notes oh all over his room. We're, we're taking Parker to Comet, right? I think we oh, have please. to. <gasps> Thank you, Base God. I'll just flash my membership card. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to the Podesta booth. <laughs> just, can you please add me to your wall of fame? It's just a, it's just a DNC. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the main event, guys. Okay. Let's Someone decided to sit down, hunker down, and watch Dracula 2000. Yes. Guys, guys, guys. Whom amongst us has seen Dracula 2000? My dad, who's not here right now. Oh my god. So the plot of this movie is that Dracula arrives in New Orleans in the 21st century to find a, to find a descendant of Abraham Van Helsing. Now, Dracula in this movie is played by Gerard Butler with long hair. Wearing a duster and no shirt underneath. <laughs> he is dressed exactly like in. Mac and Dennis do in that episode. I'm already in. Uh, he's hunting down this woman whose who's roommate and best friend is played by Vitamin C, who you might remember from two songs in the 90s. <laughs> a large chunk of this movie takes place inside a virgin megastore where the main character works. Oh. Uh, let's see what we got. There's a lot going on. There's a scene... Where Gerard Butler, one Dracula, is wandering through the city, and it comes upon the Virgin Megastore, and sees a monster magnet music video, and regards, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to go ahead and spoil the twist of this movie for you guys, because okay. it is an all-timer. We get near the end of the movie, and Gerard Butler tells us his real origin, you see, he's not just Dracula from some old book like some loser. He is actually Judas. What? He betrayed Jesus, <laughs> went to hang himself, and when he did, the rope snapped, and as punishment, he was cursed to live for 2,000 years as a vampire. I'm sick of this. <laughs> I sh shit you not, long curly hair, Gerard Butler is actually Judas. <laughs> So, oh, watching God. Monster Magnet music Damn videos it. and killing Vitamin C. <laughs> this movie ends. The, it cuts to black, credits start, and you hear, Everything you say to me to you watch that closer to the I wrote down the soundtrack for you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Power Man 5000. Yes. Disturbed. Yes. Slayer. Yes. System of a Down. Yes. Linkin Park. Oh. Pantera. Yes. Static X. Yes. Taproot. And saliva. 
But here's the thing, guys. I watched this on Stars' app, and wouldn't you know it, it recommended Dracula 2 Ascension. Oh, my so dad's favorite. So we dove right into oh. your dad's favorite movie. <laughs> Thank you so much. So the, the there's a guy in this movie who you know 10 minutes in is a bad guy who looks exactly like a Romanian Paul Rudd. And it is... <laughs> So That's these, how we discovered these, the secret of looking 35 forever. <laughs> yes. So these doctors can Dracula. And there's this other priest. Chris, are you familiar with the priest that's hunting him? Uh, the I, guy that looks exactly like Liu Kang with Liu Kang's long hair. Yeah, I, 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 I saw this with my dad. Who essentially uses a whip like every Castlevania game to behead vampires. Yes. Look... I, now, are you aware that that actor played Bruce Lee in Dragon of Bruce Lee story? So they just cast a fake Bruce Lee to murder vampires for 90 minutes? I, I did not know that. Did you know that they filmed this in Dracula 3 Legacy back-to-back? What? what? Guess what I watched? Oh. Dracula 3! Did you sleep? With Rutger Hauer as Dracula. <laughs> Parker... <laughs> Filmed in Romania for what must be $30. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, takes, uh, it picks up immediately after the second one ends and gets exponentially more boring until the end of the movie where Rutger Hauer has to sashay around in a Dracula outfit. It fucking... By the way, the same guy directed all three of these. He oh, took good. it to whole video Here's here's his whole catalog. Dracula 2000, Dracula 2, Dracula 3, The Prophecy 3, White Noise 2, My Bloody Valentine remake, and Drive Angry. <laughs> king. My king. Absolute king. But unfortunately, that's where the series ends, and that's all I watched. Is what I would say if I didn't download Dracula 3000. <laughs> what the fuck? Buckle the fuck up. Just making up movies let, now. Let me run this cast list by you. Casper Van Dien. No. Playboy Playmate and Baywatch star Erica Ladiac. Actual living vampire Udo Kier. <laughs> Tiny Lister. <laughs> and Coolio. <laughs> Who was Tiny no. Lister? Oh, buddy. Just go ahead and Google that. That sounds like <laughs> a medical disorder. <laughs> oh, my when God. When I was bored, no. I had a tiny lister. <laughs> so, Coolio was introduced in this movie on a spaceship smoking a space bomb. <laughs> <laughs> there is never a scene in this movie where large black man, tiny lister, is on screen and someone does not mention both how large and black he is for the oh, entire great. movie. Sometimes he references it himself. Sometimes it's Casper Indian making really uncomfortable jokes. But, you know, humor. So, the guy playing Dracula is wearing a Party City Dracula cloak. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, for like the whole second half of this movie, spoilers guys, Coolio is the first one bit. So, a large chunk of this movie is this white British guy <laughs> wearing... A, a cape and fangs I could go to the store and buy right now on a spaceship while Coolio hops around with a red contact lenses talking about titty fucking people. <laughs> and then we find out this vampire 
is Count Orlock from the planet Transylvania. No! A planet of vampires. No! <laughs> I wonder if Lawrence Fishburne's on that planet, too. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> they have a plan. We should fly this spaceship into the sun. <laughs> it's the only way to stop Dracula to foil his plans <laughs> of flying fuck? to Earth. <laughs> so, Tiny Lister and the woman who we found out is a robot. Spoilers. They can I I copied it word for word from Wikipedia, buddy. They confess to each other that neither knows how to pilot the ship. Knowing they are about to die, they take comfort in the fact that Orlok's plan to return to Earth has been foiled. She reveals she is programmed for sexual pleasure, and it is implied the two spend their final moments having sex. Then the ship explodes in the credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a Tim and Eric-esque explosion. Freeze frame, credits roll over it. It is program for sexual pleasure. The planet Transylvania. (laughs) So is this on sale? I have to find this. It sure is. Oh, jeez. It is. I have had... Those were... I watched three of the four of those in one day. It was... (laughs) I've had a powerful week. Sounds unbelievable. I hope hope that was on a list somewhere. (laughs) Oh, just the one in my heart. (laughs) You're going to create a list just so other people have to watch them. (laughs) I think we might have to, yeah. Underrated directed video classics you might love. Dracula 3. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. As soon as you said Dracula 2000, I was like, geez, what happened to Dracula 1500? Huh? Then you said Dracula 3000. <laughs> Coolio on a spaceship. <laughs> and a but space just so ball. you know, that someone references, like, oh, that's a crucifix. And in your heart, you know exactly what they're going to say, like, Oh, please don't say some corny line about... Well, they haven't been around in a second later. I thought they banned those 200 years ago. Just... Damn it. Really good movie. It's... I'm so jealous right now. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) They fly their spaceship into the sun. I'm just imagining, like, the look on your girlfriend's face as you say... No, look, babe, 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 babe. Look, one more. One more. She watched 2000 with me. <laughs> and then she She came out, in the I part guess. in the beginning where Hyde from that 70s show got murked by a fan. <laughs> Spoilers, there's a crew that unearths the vampire, and two of them are Omar Epps and Hyde from that 70s show. <laughs> I'm glad he was able to take time away from coaching the Steelers. God, God I love Track of the 2000s. I love movies. The second line of dialogue is him referring to an old man as Mr. Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> and him going, oh, my grandfather, a simple farmer. Who could have guessed he influenced this character in a book? Meanwhile, his name is Van Helsing, and he's an old man who collects things from the 1500s. So, of course, he knows vampires are real. It's fucking good, guys. You should absolutely not watch it, but please watch it. Played by Christopher Plummer. I forgot to mention. That was Christopher Plummer the whole time? He's the old Van Helsing man. <laughs> You're talking so about good. bearing the lead. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that movie. Evidently. I can't wait to make you watch it. Mm-hmm. Monster Magnet. So is that all you watched? Yeah, that's a... Uh... My body cannot physically take anymore. Parker, you and I are both missing one here. 
there was in fact one more movie I watched, which for me I have a somewhat serious segment about, and you apparently have a funny story. So uh, <laughs> I watched, I rewatched uh, Hereditary with a girl last night, and she had never seen it. She really wanted to, and I said, "Oh, it's really good as far as horror movies go." And you know, it's one of the best of the year. We have uh, an episode about it. Please go check it out. And um, my take on it, uh, Hereditary on a second watch is almost certainly the best movie of the year. I absolutely love it so much more. The movie does this thing I really like where they drop little hints and clues throughout the thing and it asks you to put everything together. And it, it doesn't treat the audience like an idiot, but it doesn't treat them like they're some sort of genius who's going to be able to put it all together. They're very subtle hints, very subtle clues. It all adds up together. Uh, I like the music a lot more on this one, uh, this time around. Especially the ending song, uh, when, you've, when the ending's finally revealed. Uh, some of my opinions are still reinforced. The son is still a crybaby bitch. Uh, the daughter is so weird that I don't mind that she died. And Tony Collette plays a teenage mom at the age of 46. So that's still kind of weird to look at. Also, the father still looks like Joe Pa. But he sure does. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm completely serious. Uh, the thing is that the movie is always going to live on for me as not just a great horror movie of 2018, and there are already a couple good ones. This is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen, period. I think this is better than most of the classics. I think this is better than Rosemary's Baby, and I'm completely dead-ass serious when I say this. I think this is a lot better than The Exorcist. I think as, as just as far as, like, not just the story and not just the acting, but just, like, the atmosphere and everything, and I there's, like, a ton of effort put into this. As far as, like, a pure movie goes, yes, I could absolutely recommend Hereditary over The Exorcist. As far as directorial debuts go, this goes up there with the best of them. I'm so happy with the way you teed this up. Because I picked it up when it came out, and uh, we had a friend over, a friend who just loves to talk during movies. Oh, So, of course, I did not say I didn't watch it with him, because I would have put my head through a wall because of my crippling tisms. (laughs) So, like, there were funny parts, like, hearing a loud scream, knowing what had happened, and then just looking at my watch, waiting for the accompanying scream minutes later on that reveal shot. But the movie's about to end. I walk out there to grab some treats, as I want to do. They're given that whole dialogue at the end. The thing that I think even I complained about in the episode. Just oh, yeah, we're joking. Why are you explaining yeah. the end of the movie? Okay, so here's exactly what happened. Walk you through it. Movie rolls to credits. She looks over and says, Wait, so is the little girl inside him? And I laughed so hard <laughs> and walked out of the room. <laughs> yep. Turns out that's there for people because even with it, the entire point of the movie just gone. Like it fucking never existed. She gives a whole two minute diatribe about Paimon being back and all this. Wait, so the, is it the girl? is How is he alive? Just the best and brightest. <laughs> I will be watching that alone. <laughs> I never thought of my wildest dreams things could play out like that for me right before my eyes, but they did. As my, my sweet, sweet significant other spent a majority of the movie explaining things, trying to spoon feed it to her just to get to the end and have her slammed to a brick wall. Good job. I, everyone. I basically did the same thing during the movie uh, with my good friend Christy. 
who asked good questions but still had wrong predictions, which is, there's no shame in that. I think it actually makes it a little bit more fun when you, when you think, oh, I know what's going to happen. I know for sure what's going to happen. They're going to do the seance, but the mother's going to show Black. up instead of the daughter. It's like, oh, oh well, let's keep watching. Um, <laughs> she did have complaints I didn't sign on with. She thought Peter looked like he was 30 years old. I think that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> she agreed with me that Tony Collette uh, acted like a teenager, but did a really good job of it. And she was she was scared at all the right things when uh, the daughter's head falls off and turns into a ball. That she was, that got her. That, she was like, <laughs> "That was really good." I was like, "Thank you." Uh, there are two, I think, only really two jump scares in the movie, uh, and the first one's terrible. The first one's the the bird that hits the window. Yeah, oh, real yeah. real nice guys. The second one is uh, I I won't spoil it, but it is someone chasing someone else, which you would think is oh that's not really creative or original. That happens in every movie. No, considering everything else that has happened and will happen in the movie, just someone chasing someone else. Yes, that is absolutely a jump scare. It's done marvelously. Best jump scare since a woman in black. Uh, now, which That's such a weird reference? No, actually, I I I'm completely serious about this. The Woman in Black, I think, is like the best movie that's based on jump scares. Oh, no, that jump scare shook. I'm, I'm completely serious. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, it's just I wasn't expecting to hear that one. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I think I I went into a Woman in Black expecting to be miserable. I actually ended up thinking it was uh, masterfully done. Uh, speaking of master, I I think uh, Hereditary is in fact a masterpiece. Um, what, what, what else did uh, Christy say about it that uh, I, I really liked? I, I think towards the end, she was just like, oh, be, when he woke up, before he does the clicking set, she's like, oh, is, is that little girl going to be inside him? And I was like, well, not quite. It's actually the demon god uh, who was in her and then in him. And, and she didn't really like the ending. She didn't. She said it was a cop-out, and I told her to her face, that's not what the some of the phrase "cop out" means. So it's the entire point of the movie. Yeah, that's, <laughs> every event in the movie is set up towards that ending. Yeah, uh, actually, you can not like it, but it's not a cop. So out. I told her, look, the movie gets pretty extreme at some points, and she had warned me for the way, like, oh, it gets really gory. I was like, yeah, okay, look, kid, I know what I'm doing. And I was like, okay, it gets gory at one point. We all know the, I, I call it the Breakfast Club scene. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> yeah, that's just one of my favorite parts. And uh, which at that point she was really freaked out. Uh, that that one got her. But um, what what was what was the one? There there was like one scene that uh, that really got her. It wasn't it wasn't the flame scene, uh, which was good. Is it not the shot of? They don't sitting on the ground with all the ants all over it because that got me. Oh, uh, oh, that actually when it, at first when she wakes up and she sees her ants on her bed, I, I, I lean over. I was okay. This is my favorite scene in the entire movie because that scene still holds up and it's fantastic. Uh, but actually, I was going in there. I was warning her. I'd be like, okay, things get really freaky here, and I was expecting her to be like, okay, what the fuck, Chris? You made me watch this entire movie just to see an old white fat guy's dick, and I was just like, uh, <laughs> got him. I was like, no. I was like, no. There's more to it. She didn't say that. In fact, when they first revealed that old white nude guy there, <laughs> I was about to be like. I, I looked over because I was like, that is my favorite part. Is like, just see what is someone's reaction going to be? And she she actually just said, who's that? <laughs> was, <laughs> which is a fair reaction. I think that's what everyone was going to say besides... You get the stupid people in the theory who say, there's someone there! 
Uh, <laughs> I saw it. I saw him. Which, <laughs> which is like one of my favorite. <laughs> I actually kind of like that reaction too. But she's just like, "Who's that?" And I, I had a what I was happy to say. I was like, "You've seen him before." And uh, she was like, have I? And I think she was going to be like, what movie was he in? And I was like, he was in Hereditary. He was at the beginning of the movie. Uh, I also said uh, that they carved their symbol into the pole. And and she uh, she brought up a good question. Why? And uh, it's like, oh, well, maybe they dragged that carcass out into the middle of the road to make him swerve and hit that uh, pole. But they didn't know that she was going to go in anaphylactic shock because she ate peanuts. There's no way the cult was that bright to set all that stuff up. If they were smart enough to do that, they could have they could have revived their demon god in order to uh, enact their plan a little bit quicker. So we, yeah, there's demons and curses. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, there's yeah. Anyway, again, I I do consider this a masterpiece. Like, I think at the end of the year, this is probably going to be my best movie of the year. It's definitely going to be up there for me. But it depends. I mean, how, we haven't seen Venom. Yeah, yet, I mean, so, Venom. You know, it's hard, like, that's going to be the one. <laughs> Let's talk about Alien vs. Predator. In 1998, Sonic Adventure was released for the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> People were dismayed. They were like, oh, hey, a 3D Sonic, this will be good, like Super Mario 64. Instead, it had Sonic going up to an ancient Mayan, Incan, Aztec, one of those temples to meet Tikal and get the Master Emerald or something, and people just lost interest. Then a couple years later, they released Sonic Adventure 2. Wouldn't you know it, Sonic again goes to a pyramid. Ladies and gentlemen, they made a movie based on these two games called Alien vs. Predator, and they cut out Sonic and they left in the pyramid. Did they? I wish they would have left in Pumpkin Hill. I, I if only. Maybe this this movie would have at least one memorable song. You think on the it. Predators felt the alien in their feet? I, I. That's how they track them. They use that in thermal vision. <laughs> so. uh... The movie begins, I think... Again, I took notes on this, and I I just... There's nothing worth remembering here. Uh, And it says that the movie takes place in 2004. Now, that makes sense for a movie that would be, like, you know, released in the 1980s and stuff that... Hang on. on. Um, So IMDb says that this movie came out in 2004. That is correct. And it's... This movie takes place in the same year was released, and it's a sci-fi movie. I okay, I'm, all right, fine. doing great already. Whatever, uh, that's fine. I'm not. Uh, I, yeah, so, I don't really care about that. Too <laughs> now the opening scene says that this movie uh, takes place in Antarctica. Now I don't know when, any other sci-fi horror movies that take place in Antarctica, so it's nice to have finally have a first. Yeah, I don't want to draw any unfair parallels that make a movie look worse <laughs> immediately. Yeah, that that'd be really that'd be really dumb. So it starts off, uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on that I don't care about, and then I see a woman climbing an ice mountain. And I think of two (laughs) things at first. First, I think of the theme song for the Ice Climbers, and second of all, I think of Mission Impossible 2. It's basically (laughs) the same scene, isn't it? She gets a call, it's like, this mission, should you choose to accept it, will put you against Xenomorphs, and she's like, no! And she hangs up, and the guy's at the top of the cliff anyway. I told you where the predators were. It wouldn't be vacation. Wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this cast, you, you told me, I think, about this cast. You're like, look, I know this movie's no good, but uh, is this really the best they could do with this cast? Tell me about this cast, Parker. I would tell you if I knew any of their names. I've never seen such a crippling lack of star power 
in what's supposed to be a big budget movie in my life. But what about elderly Lance Hendrickson? As we've discussed, Lance Hendrickson would do this podcast for like a hundred dollars, <laughs> easy. We should pull our money down. I, I, I'll pay for that myself. Like that's just worth yeah. it. Like, tell us more We're about just Sasquatch talk to him Mountain about this Lance. movie. Nothing else that he's ever done. <laughs> just AVP. Real time, real tales from the crypt. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> okay, All right, thank you, Lance. Uh, big time fans here. You've had a really prolific career. So, most important question: AVP was it worth it? Are you going to make a sequel to that Bigfoot movie? <laughs> it's already in production. Which one? Thank you. <laughs> we just asked about the four Bigfoot movies. He was Lance, you have to pick Justin or JC. <laughs> so the thing about the cast with this movie is it's uh, it's, it's kind of like a Mexican standoff with dueling accents. Uh, I've got no idea where anyone is from, but whatever they're doing, it is. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident I know where Dime Store Simon Pegg was from, and it's wherever <laughs> the real Simon Pegg is from. Oh really? There's one guy who claims to be Italian, and that accent does not really sound Dude, Italian. The entire movie, uh, like he ha- he has he has the flag badge on his fucking shoulder, and I was trying to figure out if it was the Mexican flag or the Italian flag for at least an hour. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> There's no, there's no eagle out of cactus. Okay, but this movie was all in the fucking dark, so there could have been. That's a good point. This movie is extremely dark, and not in terms of subject material, but in terms of like lighting and stuff like that. It's very difficult to make out what's going on for much of this. Neither of you watched the sequel, so I don't want to hear a fucking word about <laughs> I straight up, I could have just minimized VLC player for the sequel. You cannot see a goddamn fucking thing that entire movie. I assume people were like overreacting. You cannot see anything. So, uh... Um, the nerve for that movie to take place in the sewers for happening. <laughs> so fucking angry. They're straight up like, I'm gonna go on this little diatribe, because if you watch the trailers for it, everything's lit correctly. I watched the movie and then watched the trailer, and in the trailer saw kills I could not make out of the movie. Jesus. So, good job everyone. The biggest star is Rickety Cricket from Always Sunny. <laughs> it's fucking garbage. <laughs> When you wish upon a star. It's a fucking CW drama with monsters no one has to come back, and you can't see any of it. It's a hard R movie, but you can't see the violence. I'm so Can angry. the Predator say it? Hour and 40. God damn it. Now, you say the sequel's a, a hard R, but AVP happens to be PG-13. It shows. Great. Thanks. It's like the best part of the first movies. It's, it's a sequel to two R rated movies. Let's just do this for some yeah, reason. Yeah, let's just PG 13. We'll get even more money. And I guess it worked out. This made $100 million. That's actually Was like staggering to me. Let me work it. I. <laughs> Look. That's a reflex. <laughs> Uh, like you can tell it's PG thirteen because they'll say shit and they'll like look at the camera and be like, "Hey, you want to take him out now?" We're just letting you know you already paid for your ticket, but it's gonna get pretty hardcore. Uh, there's minimal blood, and there's one giant f bomb. I've had enough of these fucking aliens or something like that. I it's it's uh it is a sad sight to be there's there's not a lot of violence in this movie which is something you'd absolutely want but we do get to keep cutting away before the violence happens we do get to see the guy from some 41 have an alien burst out of his chest so (laughs) do you know what there is a lot of exposition holy balls we cannot go five minutes without that italian mexican dude 
just talking about ancient predator planets. Man, like or oh, yeah, uh, this. Statues. I'm probably just, he just explains everything, and he could be wrong. Yeah, he has no idea what's going on, and that makes it kind of funny. But yeah. for real, like I was into very little of this movie, but I was kind of into the lore with the magic pyramid. I'm like, I can work with this. Oh yeah. If this were 40 minutes earlier in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I'm com- I, I think I completely agree with that, that there was definitely potential for this sort of thing. If they hadn't explained it the way that they did, ultimately, we'll get to that. Uh, but <laughs> let's talk about our, I guess she's a helicopter pilot or something like that, who is also, I'm the team leader. So you have to listen to Miss Bossy Pants over here. It's unclear and what her job is. Yeah. Yeah, she, but she is the leader of whatever she does. And uh, she goes along and uh, says, I don't want to go on this mission. They're like, please. And she says, no. And then she decides to go. No explanation whatsoever. Well, they explain it. They're like, well, if we don't take you, we're going to take this shitty guy instead. And she's like, oh, well, you can't do that. Now I have to go. Like, She says that? Yes. Come with us. The movie's yeah. going to start. Well, I can safely up. say that I literally do not remember that. That's because, fair. Probably because I didn't take a note on it. It's... I, it looked I to me like this. she just was like, oh, she's just deciding to go. It was like Han Solo in the first Star Wars movie. It's just like, eh, I'm back no, for she, you know, she talked to Dime Store Simon Pegg, and he's like, I have kids, and I'm going on this mission. And she's like, well, I can't let you die, because then your kids won't see you again. I guess I have to go. Well, see, the similarity is this movie's about yeah. as bad as A New Hope. Anyway. That's fine. So they- <laughs> I watched this two days ago, and... I'm staring at my nose, trying to remember what happened. Now, do you, I'll, I'll give you uh, I'll give you a Scoopy snack if you can name any of the characters' names. Not nah. oh, there. Not gonna oh, try. Snacks for me. Is someone named Bishop or Dallas <laughs> or some other alien character? I bet they are. Fatty, Stinky, and Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> I remember just like us, except one of them was from Brooklyn. I remember the guy uh, from Some Forty One had like a really aggressively French name that I thought was funny, and now I can't remember it. Do you keep saying that? Are you talking about that blonde woman? Yes! <laughs> Parker, you get on me for calling Lorraine from Jaws 4 uh, Max von Sydow. It's okay for him to keep calling It's about the haircut. If you, if you were in a movie in the Sorry, mid-2000s man. with that haircut, you are just the guy from Sum 41. Similarly, you know similar to Good Burger Kurt. <laughs> now, that's the thing, is Alex, that's, the, that's actually the note that I wrote down that I, th- I said he was Good Burger Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Our brains are so smooth. <laughs> you mess with the pyramid, you're going in the sacrificial grind. <laughs> we'll think about this, Xenomorph. You better watch your butt, man. <laughs> How many times do they say sacrificial chamber in this movie? Uh, more than they need to, though. Uh, <laughs> there was literally a scene where they radio up and were like, hey, what's that room called again? <laughs> No, probably more of a second. For them in the back row. What's this room called? That's fucked up. So Wait, hold on. They sacrifice people in here? So we we should talk about this temple. Uh, They must have taught us how to make pyramids. So they go to they're in Antarctica. They're not wearing uh, clothes that would let them survive in Antarctica. I I just want to put that out there right now. Like look at the clothes in uh, the thing. It's like, oh, we can only be out here for like 10 minutes before we fucking freeze in these heavy coats and everything. They're out there in their fucking north faces. They're like, ooh, a bit nippy out today. Anyway, so they go in and they find an ancient Aztec, Mayan, or Incan temple underneath the ice in Antarctica. I'm going to let that sit right there. Let it marinate for a bit. Okay. Some I'm real still watching the movie bullshit. because I have professional obligations to this podcast. It doesn't even pay me. 
and they walk up the steps, and they go on in, and they find three alien guns somewhere in there. And one of the guys says, this is like finding Moses' DVD collection. Oh, boy. I'd forgotten that. And then he just brought it back up. Yeah, I had to write that one down, because I was just like, oh, Jesus Christ. So, uh... They're, uh, I guess they're being hunted. No, it's before uh, some of the predators show up. Uh, they, so they're separated at some point because the temple moves around. Uh, <laughs> so so I have a plot question. Yeah, go ahead. So the entire like the 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 big reveal about why the humans are even involved is because they're like conduits to breed more aliens. Mm-hmm. So why do the predators kill any humans? That's a good question, Alex. <laughs> uh, I, I, actually, I I think I might have an answer for that. I think the idea here is during the flashback, which again I feel like I, I feel like we should get to that a little bit later. I think I, if I can say it without spoiling it before we get to the big reveal, um, I think the idea is that their plan, their idea for this, that the humans as conduits for uh, birthing uh, aliens, I think it didn't work out, and then they got overrun at some point. So they're just like, okay, that was a bad idea. Aliens are just... It's just not a great idea for us to do this sort of thing. So I think that's what's going on. Thank God the Predators were so responsible. Who knows? (laughs) Responsible xenomorph. Responsible for... (laughs) Whatever. Uh, So, Alex... Not Alex. Parker, you like like movies. Yeah. You you guys look very similar. Uh, Parker, you like horror movies, right? Sometimes. You like classic ones. Do you like Alien? I do. It's really good. Do you remember the chestburster scene? Yeah, I do. Do you know what that is? I know what that is. It's in the movie. I recognize that iconography. It's it's in the movie. And we, we cut it down. For, you remember it was like this long, drawn-out sequence. It was filmed in a way that surprised everyone when it, when it happened. Even the people who were on set, they didn't know it was going to happen like that. And when it happens, you're like, oh, man, that's really fucked up. Do you want to see it again? Hell yeah, dude. I paid my ticket. Well, guess theoretically. what? It happened again in this movie. It's like 30 seconds long. Not even. It it owns watching this movie take all this iconography and not understand what works about literally Storming through the body like my name was El Nino. <laughs> You've been holding on to that. No, I just popped in. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Anyway, that scene happens and there's basically no point. So it's like, oh, look, it's the chess versus scene. It's completely worthless. So, (laughs) anyway, the Italian, the Italian Mexican guy, which is what I'm going to call him from now on, with a Pepsi Cola cap around his neck, who talks like he's fucking he he talks like he's a like he's a Jean Claude Van Damme accented Paul Rudd, and uh, he guesses Paul Rudd on this podcast. The the pyramid uh, reassembles itself every ten minutes. He has really no way to guess this. He says it's because oh, it's in the metric system. So uh, yes. <laughs> so the ten minutes it must reassemble itself, dude. That doesn't uh. even work, okay? Because the time, the way that we calculate time, is not in the metric system. It's by sixties. So that doesn't make sense. And you're like, oh, well, it was rearranging itself earlier. I just timed it in my head. No, you can't do that because it was only two, and that's not enough for a pattern. You stupid little. Whatever. So well, everything moves. <laughs> Clearly, right, we, the predators came here and s- to find our ancient civilization, and they were revered as gods and taught us how to make pyramids. <laughs> and therefore, the pyramid moves now. We just Sliding we just Mandela effected into the other uh, pyramid, dude. 
think Mandela doesn't know what xenomorphs are? <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess we have to talk about it now. I mean, there's there's no way we could talk about this movie without this happening. So they're able to figure out who the predators are. Now the movie is. I guess the movie sort of presents this as the Italian Mexican guy's theory on what happened, but the movie plays it up like, yeah, he's right. This is what we're going for. Correct. This is basically not very far off from my reaction when Parker told me that uh, Dracula is actually Judas. <laughs> uh, so as it, which again, as, as far as twists go, that's that's an all timer, and so is this one. So it turns out the predators came to Earth eons ago, not maybe not eons, thousands of years ago, and uh, they were treated as like gods by the Aztecs, Mayans, Incans, whoever. Um, basically like Apocalypto, but with sci-fi. And, uh, first of all, just the shot of the Predator standing at the top of this pyramid <laughs> in, in, in South Central America or whatever, and being so worshipped by all these, uh... God, I was so into this. Ancient I'm not even gonna lie, I was so into this. this. It was so dumb. The best and they just, he just raises his Absolutely. fist and they're like, oh, praise him. So this is like a much darker version of the road to El Dorado. And uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, we need sacrificial rites. And it turns out the predators just don't give a shit about humans. So they use uh, the sacrifices to birth more aliens for their hunting rituals. And I'm like, okay, this is starting to make sense. And then the world, or Aztecia, is overrun by uh, <laughs> aliens. And they're like, okay. <laughs> So, so okay? that's the reason we don't have Aztecs anymore because the predators yes. had to nuke them. Yes, the predators. Uh, the predators first are like, okay, planet to planet to find the ultimate prey. <laughs> Stopped here to fight people who hadn't invented guns yet. <laughs> I'm just thinking cool. of the final line from Aladdin. Well, I've done enough damage around this popsicle stand. <laughs> so they just nuke it and freeze it over. The fucking shots of all the aliens running up the pyramid looks like the end of the one where Jet Li's fighting all of his <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the Matrix 2 or 3 or whatever where he's fighting all those uh, ancient smiths or whatever. They fucking come to Earth and plant everyone's face huggers. They go, ah, oh, cheese it, it's the aliens. And just fucking nuke it. <laughs> They're just like, okay, this this didn't go quite as well as we would have hoped. Let's just nuke it all and freeze it over and pretend like the whole thing never happened. Oh uh, except they still keep it around uh, as like a training round. Okay, let's do this on a smaller scale. One alien, three predators, that's all we need. But something goes awry because there's an alien queen which apparently was like the big thing from this movie. It was like this is like the really, really like cool thing. This is the big toy that everyone bought. Is, the is alien it? queen. I think so. Because I remember everyone talking to me about, yo, the alien queen is the most powerful of them all. I was like, so. I, I think actually no. That this came out in twenty two thousand four. So I would have been fourteen. So I probably responded with, what about the alien king? And I was, I was on the football team, so I could get away with saying something like that. <laughs> now, uh... Um, Meninist. Anyway, the, the... That's the thing, is, like, Alex, you mentioned earlier about how the lore almost works. 
And I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea of all of it, but you can't just have them as ancient Mayan, Incan, Aztec gods and expect me to not like immediately pause the movie and write all this. Down. See, like I, I just brush. I, I'd, I'd even be fine with that if it wasn't such a late reveal. We have like the first forty-five minutes point, are yeah. like, oh, I wonder what's going on in this spooky pyramid, and then it's just an exposition dump. If you told me no. straight away. Oh, yeah, well, the Predators used to be gods, and now the aliens are here, and we have to fight them, and the humans are... Give me that in a fucking voiceover, and this movie's better. I, like, oh, I, I, I don't know about that, because I'm picturing it right now. I, I load up this movie for this podcast. I do, on my own dime. It starts off with that scene of the Predator at the top of a pyramid. I don't, I, like, give, me, give me a fucking text I, scroll I'm from Johnny it. Mnemonic. Like, I'll, I'll take it. Just, <laughs> just dump lore into my gullet. I'm fine with that. But who does, but who does the voice, though? It's gotta be Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> it's gotta be Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> it's gotta be Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> hey, Lance, while you're here, uh, you just want to walk in this booth and talk about Antarctica. <laughs> just, just, just read these words. Just like get a feel. We'll have some other guy just do it. Just like us, like how you want the, like the timing and everything. Like God. That. And print the All fucking right. the fucking scene where the predator doesn't kill Lance Hendrickson because he has cancer, and then he tries to kill him with a flamethrower. It just gets it's not speared even, in half. It's not because he has cancer. It's because he has a weak heart. <laughs> he was <laughs> when I was Lance's born. Weak heart. Oops. <laughs> Any what internet beat, meme. Dude. That's a bit of a stretch. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. That's worth it. Yes. That's worth it. Yeah. I wasn't going to let that one sit. Yeah. It's fun. All right. New word. There you go. All right. Let me check this one. Ooh. How am I going to do that? <laughs> well, that can't be that hard. So, no, that's, that's actually going to be a little bit tricky. So, uh, I, I want... Okay, so... Parker, you have to think of yourself. Okay, I've already mentioned the road to El Dorado. Uh, can you imagine, like, what would be the Predator's daily life as a god in ancient Aztecia? I should stop saying that. Inca! <laughs> I really wish you'd stop saying Aztecia. <laughs> there are certain I things was going I to log, I almost said Maya, yeah. and I was just like, I think that's a Disney character. It's like the ancient you know, Hawaiians like, always said when they worshipped the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Stop giving Otto his fucking skateboards. <laughs> Stop giving the aliens their fucking sacrifice. God damn it, you're so God stupid. Bro. <laughs> you predators are in big fucking trouble. <laughs> you <laughs> burps dimple tension. <laughs> you guys killed all their sacrifices, took a shit in their bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it <laughs> released all those face huggers and ate all of our ribbon candy. All of our ribbon candy. Your ribbon candy. God, <laughs> when, when fucking Yellow Slykewood posted that review about the, the thing that uh, Charlie Day's directing, one of the characters was a mute simpleton, and all I could think was. <laughs> So last night, he broke into his house, killed his wife, took a shit in his pool, and ate all of her ribbon candy. His ribbon candy. That might be one of my favorite YouTube things I've ever seen in my life. I think it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so stupid. Just the way it starts. You You guys guys are are in big fucking fucking trouble now. The first time you showed me that was after like a Cam Chris and Alex talking episode. I was laughing so hard my stomach hurt. <laughs> it's 
it's so fucking dumb, and I don't even care. So, uh, you have seen the Road to El Dorado, right? Oh, yeah. So, I, I just, I, I want to think about the the uh, Predator just walking around with those two guys. Like, they show up and they claim to be gods, and the Predator's already God, there. The, predator, the Predator's <laughs> just walking around with the Phil Collins soundtrack. <laughs> no, that's Elton John. It's Elton John in that movie. Why did they fucking stay here? <laughs> I don't think they did, though. I think they, they stayed for a little bit. They said they came every 200 years. Hey guys, how's Wait, it going? I thought it was oh, every no. 100 you because they racism. were here in 1904 murdering pilgrims. Record keeping. <laughs> I hate this movie. <laughs> every 300 so years, <laughs> we come back. What's going on here? Oh, oh, you fucked the whole thing up, guys. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh, geez. I can't believe you've done uh, this. This is a lot of oops old berries here. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, now the movie's not over yet after that reveal. You'd like it to be over, but the movie gets to... The one thing I actually like about the movie. Um, the, the, the woman whose name... Doesn't matter. Probably is said at one point in the movie. Once. Uh, teams up with a predator. I sorry this this was the part you liked. This is the part I liked. Uh, the entire All right. I actually I I have to admit I was now the entire time I didn't see it coming. I can safely say that because I thought the I, I thought the entire thing was whoever wins we lose. It was like oh so it's like we're a third party you know sort of thing and I was just like and then she was like we have to consider the possibility that we're just not going to win this and it was like you know the enemy I means my friend I was like huh how would that work I want to see that. And they gave it. I I was like, this could be pretty good. This could be a touching romance. Okay, maybe not. But uh, it's <laughs> you like gotta fuck that that's. <laughs> now I have to admit, th- <laughs> we'll we'll get to there in a bit. But at one point towards the end of the movie, he's actually a sex bot, and they spend the last twenty no, minutes no, in the no. temple. No, no, I got a better. I got a better one. So at, at some at the, towards the end of the movie, the predator takes off his uh, mask, and I thought two things: one, please don't kiss her. And the other thing was, if he reveals that he was actually Lawrence Fishburne the entire time... <laughs> Let's see who this predator really is! I thought it would have been so much cooler. Uh, Do you remember that time the predator was actually Shut <laughs> <laughs> up! I could have just used that for any internet meme. I don't, I don't so care if it doesn't uh, count. So, um, did you agree that the predator looked worse than the predator? Than yes, the 100%. Person? Oh, yeah, the predator yeah, looked like horrible. Oh yeah, easily. It's like it's not even close. His face looked like absolute dog shit. Yeah. This was made for $60 million. How, how did they spend that much money on this fucking PG-13 movie? I don't understand. I, was this Also, was this supposed to be shot in 3D before the 3D uh, boom came back? Because there were a lot of shots where it was like, look, it's coming right at you. And I think that might just be Paul W.S. Anderson's like thing. You know? He can't turn that off. Yeah, it's, it's just a part of Yeah, him. that's that's his uh that's just part of his uh smooth, smooth brain. He's so good Polished. at making movies. So she teams up with a predator, and I'm actually into this. I'm actually like this is my favorite part of the movie. I think a lot of people disliked it, but I I was just like, okay, first of all, I was looking for there's gotta be one good thing about this. She teams up with the predator, I'm like, this could be this could have potential. And it wasn't really that bad as far as I'm concerned. You know, it could have been a lot worse. I don't know. She could have started donning predator armor, and she becomes a predator. Actually, I don't know. maybe that wouldn't be so bad either. 
Who knows? I mean, the scene where there's an explosion and the woman and Predator run away from it. <laughs> okay, that was, that was fun. <laughs> Real fucking good. Yeah, that was good. She makes, like, her own little Predator spear thing from its tail. Um, oh, my God. I, I was actually confused at one point. So he rips off the thing's skin and goes into its brain and drips out some of the blood. It looked like it wasn't having its acidic properties for a bit, and then it was delayed, and then the steam comes from somewhere else. What was I missing something? And the film was also really dark, so I couldn't really tell. Well, it wasn't convenient then. Oh, so I, there you go. Okay. Well, you know what? I don't really know what happened. Unfortunately, I can't be on the show next week because I took a drink every time the alien's little mouth came out, and I'm fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to admit, I, the little mouth that was in was that an alien or aliens? When they first did the Little Mouth, uh, I think both. It's I think, it definitely I, happened in Aliens. I think it's in Alien, which I saw fairly recently. Yeah, but yeah. I don't now the thing about that is, like, as soon as you have the mouth within a mouth, I, people are going to make jokes. You know already that as soon as you see that, they're going to be ah. You know, it's 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 such a little like it, it's so silly to me. And when it happens in this movie, it's even sillier. It's another, look, it's a 3D, it's coming right at you sort of thing. And it, oh, it's so very, very, very silly. Now, now the crew's getting picked off one by one, par for the course in any Predator or Alien movie. But how could you care? How could you care about any one of these characters? I don't know who any of them are. I don't know anything about them. I don't care about any of them. This is the complete polar opposite from every other Alien and Predator movie. There's like, think about the, it, we just did it last week, the intro to Predator. It's like, yeah, I may not know everything about them, but the fact that they're all together on this uh, helicopter means I know exactly how they interact. I know their personalities. I know what they're likely to do in a situation. This movie, it is the same thing as the, oh, my glasses guy from The Mummy. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got two kids. I, I can't I can't do the accent. But it's like, that guy, he's got, I've got two kids. Did you know he's a father? i got to take some pictures he's for my daddy? kids, guys. You want to see some pictures for my kids? My, my kids. kids, who I can't wait to get home to see because I'm a father It's it, of my kids. Has there ever been a movie where, oh, we're just going to take all these experts and throw them together and send them off? Has it ever worked in a movie? Like, ever? A single time? Because I, I feel like I hate it every single time it happens. Does the thing count? Get, get a ragtag group of multicultural people together <laughs> and watch them all get murdered. Can you imagine if we had, like, an Eskimo in a wheelchair for this movie? Real burger. How are there no... Whatever. That's fine. It's the least of my problems. <laughs> Wait, did, were you going to say there were no Eskimos in this movie that takes place in Antarctica? In the in the cast that has no, speaking no, lines. don't come on. <laughs> anyway, so the movie where continues. The fuck, where the Eskimos? <laughs> where are the ice climbers in this movie? Kitty, cowards. Popo and Nana just come. Where out. in the fuck is the abominable snowman? <laughs> He's gonna be the the one for the Looney Tunes. I will keep him and pet him and call him Zeno. Okay, so uh, uh yes, Galactic like Lord Zeno. The one thing I liked was the Predator and the woman <laughs> teaming up. Anyway, that Predator does he survive? Because the the Queen stabs him through the chest, and he gets. <sighs> Take it up. I was texting Parker at this point. I was like, "Oh God, fifteen minutes left of the stinking movie." And Parker tells me, "Oh, the credits are 12 I'm like, "I'm not gonna watch them." And at the end of the movie, the Predator spaceship comes down, takes up <laughs> this Predator's dead body, and just kind of looks at the woman. It's just like, "I have nothing to say," and it just flies away. I must return and, to my uh, home planet. The ending reveal 
is that there is a baby alien inside that dead predator's body. And we're supposed to be like, oh, now it's going to cause even more chaos on the ship. No, it won't. It's not going to Yes, do it that. will, buddy. I, no, why? <laughs> Let me tell you a thing or two about the alien versus predator requiem. Mamma mia! In which the predalien that ah! from his chest comes down to earth for an hour and 40 minutes. Yes. Hey, do you guys want to know how they stop this massive Predalien thing from killing everyone? No. A predator stabs them. They stab each other. They're about to die. And then the government nukes the town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you can complain all you want, but yes, it can. got... My day got worse <laughs> as it continued. <laughs> The next movie takes place literally the second this one. Oh no. Is. Oh no. It is. Like, in the first scene, a child gets murdered by a facehugger. It's like, oh, you're trying super hard. By the way, that movie is directed by two brothers who are effects guys whose first directorial effort was, you guessed it, the music video for Lincoln Park. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> This, there's so much Linkin Park that's not going to be the ending song God. I'm not doing that it's going to be you can pick any Linkin Park song the, you want to I, I, if I'm going to pick a Linkin Park song it has to be the acoustic one so I guess you did not want an encore <laughs> you did not want more than the I didn't want the first one God, the sequel could have been so good but you literally can't see anything that happens I'm so mad watching that trailer there's a shot where the alien has this shitty jock dude down and the predator shoots it and then it's acid blood gets on the kid's face, and <laughs> his face it's really cool when you can see it it takes place in a dark pool <laughs> the fucking cut they released I hate it it was almost an incredibly awesome shitty bee monster movie but good things don't happen to me you know speaking of bad things happening to us uh oh Football started. Ba -da -ba -ba! <laughs> <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking. <laughs> Alex, can you recap what happened to us last week? Well, I certainly can, buddy. The short version is. You guys had a lot of teams, you dodged a lot of cranks, but you took some more cranks than that. Now both of you have two hours worth of content in your spank banks. Oh boy. Thank you, Base God. Chris, you were really close to avoiding, you know, this fate, and then the Seahawks fell apart. I... And, and Parker, Triple you just had no chance. <laughs> no. I had my birds. Come on, come on, come on, <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every single time. I love my bird teams. P.S. <laughs> You're doing the hand gesture too, right? Yeah. Of course I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, that that didn't go great for us. Let's talk about... Uh, uh, actually, before we get into it, I, I want to do something. Uh, Parker, this is the thing I texted you about. A uh, little, little wager uh, for the year. Now, 
You look at the Patriots wide receiver depth chart, and it's it's not great. We got Chris Hogan, Cordero Patterson, and Philip Dorsett. Edelman's injured, so it's we basically have like three guys right now. It's really dire straits. But people are saying, oh, there's so many guys out there. What about Corey Coleman? What about Des Bryant? I just don't think Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. You know, with a Patriot system, it's difficult to sign a guy like that and have him learn the system. Uh, So I'm going to bet that for the mm -hmm. entire year, the Patriots will not sign either Des Bryant or Corey Coleman. I'll put an entire movie on it. There's just no way that something like this will ever happen. And we'll have to, you Are know, you come into this at the end of the sure? year to determine whether it's okay. happened. I mean, they could sign him right before the playoffs, which I think would be a pretty sick move. But, you know, Give it's just... Give him the Taquan Underwood uh, treatment? Yeah, it's just... I just... Or James Harrison. It's just simply, no, not feasible. So, anyway. Uh, Parker, are you trying to say something? So, like, you're recording, right? Uh, yeah, of course. So, like, this is... We're doing this? Uh, yeah just received a note that says uh what's up bitches <laughs> the patriots have signed Corey coleman love a uh, boy you hate to see that happen now, huh he doesn't seem like a very good source now let me take a big drink he's sitting right here let me take a big drink <laughs> don't spoil the show <laughs> let me take a big drink and check twitter now when you say movie what length are we talking here what? Trick question. I already have one planned for oh, you. Oh, fantastic. What is it? Chris. You can sign it right now. Do you like The Godfather? Yeah. Do you like mobster movies in general? Yeah, I was actually thinking about Goodfellas. Please, please assign Goodfellas. Do you like biographies? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you want to see a movie about the man who showed the world who's boss? As John Travolta plays one John Gotti. <laughs> What the fuck? What is this? <laughs> Directed by You're E from awful. Entourage. <laughs> is the name oh of the what God. is the name of the movie? It's called Gotti. It's called Got. Oh, oh, buddy. And John Travolta plays Gotti. It came you? out this year. Yes. Ah, let me see here. Ah, music by Pitbull. Oh, good. <laughs> We're gonna have a real good time. The main theme from the film, Amore, performed by American rapper Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. oh, no. How long is this movie? Long enough. Oh, good. That's exactly what I was hoping to hear. Uh, Parker, <laughs> let's let's do our picks. Uh, are, is it the same categories or what? It is the same five categories, yeah. Okay. Uh, is, is it uh, the ones we've removed? Are, are, they, uh, are they gone now? No, it's a brand new board. Brand, brand new, okay. Um... Yeah. I tell you what, uh, Parker, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I mean, regardless of when I go, I'm picking famous anuses. The question <laughs> is, will you pick it before me? Do I have to change how much? Okay, I'll just, I'll just let Parker go first then. All right. All right famous anuses for 500. <laughs> famous anuses for 500. Oh, Patriots Blitz. All oh. right, so how this is going to work, this oh. is a game that I came up with. Oh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put 15 seconds on the clock. Oh, fuck. And you're going to have to name everything, every team that fits a category. There's going to be a certain, you know, amount, or there's going to be a list of teams, basically. Everyone that you name correctly goes in Chris's bucket, and everyone you miss goes in your own bucket. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Oh, no. Let me pull this oh, list no. up. Fuck. I don't do well with pressure. Okay. Uh, Sorry, give me one second for this, because... 
I actually forgot to pull this up. Okay, so <laughs> you're, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna keep track of it, so I don't have to write it down. Correct. Okay, yeah, thank just... you. That's very kind of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna womp this so hard. I have a feeling you're not. All right. I actually think now, you're now when you uh when you hit one, uh, if you if you give an incorrect answer, it's uh you're you're done. You're out. Let me. I'm gonna write these down quick. Just uh, you can you can cut this wasted time, but I just want to make sure I don't miss anything. Pyramids. <laughs> Okay, Parker, you ready? Sure. 15 seconds on the clock. Oh, God. In the Tom Brady era, the Patriots have lost in the playoffs to six teams. Name them. Oh, shit. Super Bowl included, right? Yeah. Right. 10, 9, 8... Oh my god, Seven, a fucking pancake. Six. Five. <laughs> four. Colts? Three. Two. Broncos? One. And. Alright, so you got four of the six. There's also Jets All in right. there, actually. Jet, Jets and Ravens. Right? Jets and Ravens are the two you missed. How could I forget that Ravens game? I remember waking up and seeing the score and laughing and going back to Alright, so, <laughs> so Parker, you, ha you have the Jets and Ravens. Oh, good. And Chris has the other teams. Eagles, Broncos, want to know? <laughs> Giants, Giants. Colts. That's uh, okay. hmm. <laughs> thank God I got that. And one. Uh, who's the other one? Ed? Colts, Giants, Broncos, Eagles. I was so close to saying Falcons. You guys don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> it almost slipped. Uh. <laughs> it was. It got real scary. Okay, so I've got four teams already. Right, that's fantastic. Uh, okay, I my turn. See right? that? Yes, it is. Uh, I'll take Chris is gay for five hundred. Chris is gay for five hundred. <laughs> I forgot that was there. Yeah, I forgot about all of them except for Fantasies and Chris is gay. There's also Breakable Bones. Ravens and Falcons. Hey, well, all right. My partial bird teams. <laughs> Looks like Parker and I are hand in hand with the birds. <laughs> Just so you remember the other categories, it's I hate John Elway and hot dads. Okay. <laughs> All right, Parker, I you're up. I'll take hot dads for three hundred. Hot dads for three hundred. Bears and lions. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that could have gone better. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll... At least Matt Stafford didn't throw five interceptions last night. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. Okay, I'll take I hate John Elway for 100. I hate John Elway for 100. Texans. That's not too bad. Yeah, I could, I could work with that. Alright. Alright. Parker, you're up. Breakable Bones for 400. Breakable Bones, 400. Rams! That's a good space. Oh. Works out for you. Let me crank that. I would like to use the Dragon Ball radar. Of course, Dragon <laughs> Ball radar. <laughs> All right, breakable bones for two hundred. Well, I'll I'll kind of go with a pivot here. I'm gonna go with breakable bones for two hundred. 
Sam Darnold Bingo and a Dragon Ball. <laughs> yes. Okay. We just dropped 48 points on a really good team. <laughs> this this all right. will work out. So here's how Sam Darnold Bingo works, all right? So you're both tied to the fate of the Jets. <laughs> oh, yikes. It's like Knuckles Chaotix. Now, if the Jets win... I don't know why I said that. Okay. So, Chris, yeah. if the Jets win, Parker gets 20 minutes for every touchdown Sam Darnold throws. I disagree. I... If the Jets lose... Chris gets 20 minutes for every interception Sam Darnold throws. Ruh, ruh. Hmm. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I preemptively. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me update the Dragon Ball list. Alright. Now, that was three spaces for both of you, correct? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Uh, Parker, you want to go with a fourth one for a lifeline? Absolutely. More than anything. Okay. Hey, how many Dragon Balls are on the board? Still two. All right, so I'd like to use the Chad to steal a lifeline from my opponent. Yeah? I would like to use the gay mirror to reflect This that. is garbage. <laughs> can, I, can I gay mirror it back at him? <laughs> if you have a gay mirror, sure, buddy. Guess who does? No! <laughs> no! we taking that, please? <laughs> Alright, so he, he that stole, was a bloodbath of lifelines. Wait, what did he <laughs> what Parker did he, has the Dragon Ball radar. He, he stole the Dragon Ball radar? You can just steal is? one of the balls? <laughs> <laughs> when did you All get right. this? Alright, uh, famous anises for 300. Bitch. Hey, I'll take that. Alright, Not opponent fun. picks three animal teams. For Do you. Bring. <laughs> Give me those coals and bingles, you coward. <laughs> Wait, I have to choose them? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Three animal teams of your choice. Uh, give me a second. Let me go to NFL.com. Yeah, you're fine. Damn it. Can't just do this. <laughs> Damn it. I'm going to take as much time oh, as I know what, I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm definitely getting. Oh, God. Well, let, me, uh, let me let me send Parker his new lifeline. I can't believe quick. I said the words. I hate... I also need a new lifeline. I think I need two. Uh, what... Once, once you flip your space, you'll get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let me see. Parker, Parker, Parker. What will you get? Um, <laughs> okay, you're going to get the you're going to get the Buffalo Bills. Okay, yeah, I already wrote Bills. that one down. Yeah, right. that well. <laughs> you're going to get the Detroit Lions again. Do they stack? Is that yes, they do. Thank you. Good. Um, and you're going to get the. That's fair. That's what I would do to you. <laughs> Alright. Oh, I desperately need another lifeline, so... Alright. Things took a turn this round. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did! This game's real good. I gave you a chance to sign me any movie you want. I did this of my own volition. And you just <laughs> you steal my Dragon Ball Raider. Dragon Ball It's funny, because I forgot to do it when the game started. <laughs> I completely forgot until you said it. <laughs> All right, I like this side. If you had just opened it up with, well, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to use a lifeline. Of, uh oh, <laughs> that was the plan, and then I forgot. It's a good thing you had that gay radar. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> okay. All right, you can flip your space thing. whenever. I just sent you your lifeline. I only get the one. Yeah. 
Why? If, if I need to recalibrate the amount of lifelines, we'll do that next week. Okay, because okay, I, I already know that I have uh, the one. I used up Gay Mirror. And I used yeah, you, and Dragon Ball Radar is gone. So I think you I currently need... you currently only have one lifeline plus the one you just got. Oh. Oh, okay. Because so yeah. you got the one you got last week, and oh. then you got the one I just gave you. Oh, okay. That's the way it works. I thought it was way it I, 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 I may be giving you guys more lifelines if you burn through them too fast. I can safely say I'm not going to be using this lifeline anytime soon. I will take... Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> you realize that's his permanent, right? I'm sorry, what? I know, I'm, I'm aware. I don't want to use it yet. Um, okay. I will, I will uh, take Hot Dads for 200. Hot Dads, 200. The Saints. Alright, that was pretty painless. I, I, yeah, okay. Except losing my yeah. Dragon Ball radar. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what the fuck is so funny? <laughs> Alright, is there any any more business in the game this week to be concluded? I think that's it. Um, boy, if the Patriots end up signing Des Bryant, that will be one crank. Uh, yeah, those stack uh, in my head. We never said they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> So what? I'm so excited uh, for you to watch Gotti. So, so what are we watching this week? I'm assuming the Predator is not what we did these last two. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Okay, let's watch the Predator. Let's try to not talk about <laughs> dudes fucking kids. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>
In three, two, one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. We have the other Alex on this week. And we plum forgot to watch anything this week. I, I mean, you know, it's been kind of busy for everyone. We got a hurricane coming for two out of three of us. So we just don't really have a main subject this week. And... I mean, I, we'll, we, we have other things we could talk about. We can always make something up, but uh, unfortunately, we, we don't have a movie that we watched this week. You didn't tell us you were going to throw it at us. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you could piggyback <laughs> off that. So. I don't understand. No, no, no. I'm going somewhere with this. I was just waiting patiently. I'm like, I'm going to be a good boy and not interrupt him. Well, no, I was I was actually uh, hoping that you would at some point, so I was hoping you could play off it. So uh, go ahead and uh, come up with a good response for that. It's the, the worst springboard I've ever done. So uh, for Chris for tomorrow, when you're no, editing no, 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 guys, I know I'm sorry you had to click oh on God, it so dude, early. He just, just got owned for listening to Chris for once. Yeah. All right, you know what? You're right. You said he got something coming out. Who won't yell anything about the N word or 9 11? <laughs> Thank you. For we nice are. Change. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay. All right. So let's pivot. <laughs> Try this. <laughs> are we going again? <laughs> no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to. If you want, I can actually do that again. Maybe that would work a little bit better. I still didn't think of something to say. I have no idea what to do with that. <laughs> Just okay, Parker. Do I don't. I can't believe I have to write a script for you people. Okay, Parker. How about you say the words? Just leave but, all of this. Place. No, I'm absolutely not doing this. Uh, maybe at the end or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Parker, please just say the words. But Chris, what about Alien vs. Predator? Like a fucking child would have said! Right. This is everyone else's fault. Yes! <laughs> this is the easiest thing in the world! God damn it! Ha 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 ha! 
No, guys, trust me, I'm going somewhere. Ah! <laughs> I'm going somewhere. Guys, you left me hanging. <laughs> I, I went as far as I wanted to go. <laughs> All I needed was just like, oh, but Chris, what about Alien vs. Predator? You, you dumbass, we both watched it. Do I have to re-record the entire thing now? I no, think I you're leaving it all. <laughs> no, I'm not. This is it's going, going in at long. the end. It's fucking killing me. It's like three minutes long, actually. It's, it's kind of it's kind of dragging out, actually. All right, all right. Um. <laughs> all you had to do was just say, "What about Alien vs. Predator?" All we had to do was play something straight and not make a meme. Oh, I can't that's a good believe point. we. You know what? That's what that. I get for trusting you. <laughs>